If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back to the Sports Fix on Flow FM. I'm now delighted to welcome a former A-League player who's played around the world too and is, of course, a former international player for Australia too. It's an absolute privilege for us to welcome Robbie Cornthwaite to Flow FM Sports Fix. Robbie, how are you? I'm doing well, mate. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to have you on. Of course, you now find yourself co-hosting the A-Leagues podcast with Daniel Garb, and you're also working for Channel 7 in Adelaide. So talk to us just quickly about how that's all going for you. Yeah, it's going well. Obviously, um, being an ex-professional athlete, loving sport, every uh Every sport Australia has to offer, which there are plenty, um, getting to dissect you know, all of those different ones for Channel 7, getting to work on everything, not just um, soccer, um, and then doing the official podcast, as you say, with Daniel Garb and, and Amy Chapman as well every Monday morning. We had that recorded uh, early this morning, so that'll be out for people to listen to. But yeah, um, day-to-day, just like you say, talking about sport and, and football in particular, can't do much better, I suppose. Now, uh, we'll get to talking more about the A-Leagues podcast later on in the interview, but I just want to first touch on the fact that for some of our listeners, they obviously will hear those uh, lovely Aussie dulcet tones coming out through your voice, uh, Robbie, but they might not be aware of the fact that you're actually English-born. So we will start in England, where uh, the Carabao Cup took place overnight between Chelsea and Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp adding some more trophies to the silverware, getting through on penalties over Chelsea, and also Chelsea's goalkeeper, Kepa in a bit of a mare as well, not for the first time. What did you make of the game? Yeah, obviously, um, two big clubs fighting it out for a, a trophy, the first trophy of the season. And, um, yeah, obviously, Liverpool closely behind Manchester City in the title race, so they would have been pretty pleased to get some silverware at the first uh, time of asking. But, yeah, Kepa, he's got a history in this fixture, doesn't he? A couple of seasons ago when he was in goal and uh, they wanted to take him off and bring on another keeper in his place for the penalties and he refused uh, to come off in that fixture. So um, this time around, he subbed on purely for the shootout. Um, Obviously, uh, the, the coach thought he was a, a better chance of saving a lot of penalties. Mendy coming off after having a, a pretty good game. And as it was, he's the one that misses the, the, the decisive penalty. So it's a strange one when um, coaches always decide to change their keepers for the penalty shootout. But it's become more and more trendy over the last few years. But yeah, obviously, Chelsea will be disappointed to, to miss out on, I think, was it, was it 10-11 in the end? Something like that? Correct. Yep. Yeah, no, no doubt. And uh, obviously a lot to unpack there, but switching our focus to domestic matters in England, Robbie, and uh, you're born in Blackburn. I'm going to go out on a limb and say a fair few clubs at the moment in the Premier League who are out that way in, in the north of England are treading pretty finely on the table. And one of those is certainly Leeds United. And we're just hearing that Marcello Bielsa, the manager there, will leave. I think he actually has left now, uh, which is quite a stunning development considering where they were two years ago. Also, Everton after recently appointing Frank Lampard, look to be in a very dangerous position. So uh, what do you make of some of these big clubs from yesteryear, obviously being in this ridiculously uh, tumultuous situation? Well, it just shows how difficult it is in that, uh, in that division. I mean, Everton in particular, 
I remember one year they spent three hundred and fifty million in one transfer window. They're they're almost I think they're the fifth or sixth highest spender in the Premier League. Obviously had Rafa Benitez didn't work out. Frank Lampard's come in. They lost one nil to Man City on the weekend. They were denied a stone wall penalty for handball in the box and Frank Lampard after the game said his three year old daughter um, would have given that as a spot kick. So he was absolutely furious and that has implications at both ends of the table. You mentioned I'm from Blackburn, one of our arch enemies, Burnley, sitting in 18th and looking pretty uh, precarious. And, and Watford as well um, had a good draw, obviously, on the weekend against Manchester United. Nil all, their 37-year-old keeper, Ben Foster, made a number of key saves to keep them in it. So points are at a premium. Newcastle looks as though they've turned a corner, now pushing up to 14th after languishing um, in the bottom three for a long, long time. I think Norwich are the ones that probably look the most done. Although they're only two points behind Watford, they've pretty much been rooted to the bottom of the ladder um, all season. So plenty to play for. Still 10, 12 games to go for some of those sides. And as you mentioned, Bielsa for Leeds gone. I, I spoke to a Leeds fan only a couple of weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, and I said, you know, Bielsa's got to start being under a lot of pressure and in some trouble. And he, he seemed to think, you know, what Bielsa did for that team, getting them promoted, something nobody else could do, that he was almost untouchable and that he thought he'd be there for a long time to come. But obviously the ownership and uh, the board thought differently. And um, yeah, they're on the search for a new boss already. Yeah, it is quite astonishing. And uh, there's just you can just never take your eyes off what's happening in the Premier League, as you well know, Robbie. But uh, the A-League is your bread and butter. There's no question about that. And a former club of yours, Adelaide United, in action on Saturday evening, getting a much-needed win from behind against Central Coast Mariners, who have proved to be a bit of a prickly customer at Cooper Stadium uh, on recent visits. But uh, on this occasion, Adelaide United, getting the upper hand. So the Reds, they love leaving it late this season, don't they, Robbie? They certainly do. Um, the comeback kids, I think they've been nicknamed because every time they score the winner, it's a 16- or a 17-year-old scoring in the dying stages. So um, it was uh, Erekunda this time around, 94th minute or, uh, or something like that. I was actually at the game behind the goals in that end. So it was an absolutely cracking strike. Um, and that moves Adelaide up to fourth. They've played equal most go- games in the league. So 15 games they've played. Melbourne victory just three points behind them in fifth, having played three games less. So it's vital while Adelaide um, have played the most games that they continue to win. Um, And they've been pretty good this season. They've been a little bit inconsistent. They've only had the one heavy defeat, which was to MacArthur. But other than that, they've been in absolutely every single game that they've played. Um, As I say, teams with games in hand. But the thing is with those games in hand, one, you have to win them, first of all. And two... They're all going to be played at the back end of the season in quick succession when it's really, really congested. So Adelaide should be able to enjoy a little bit more rest in between their fixtures come the back end. And hopefully, um, you know, you would think injuries might play a part in some of those teams that have to play a lot of matches in quick succession. Now, you played in some very, very big Sydney derbies back in your time as a player, of course, playing for Sydney FC's bitter rival, Western Sydney Wanderers. But Sydney FC, I recall last season, a few people being a little bit iffy about Steve Corica's side, and yet they went on and made a final. Should fans be weary of making the same mistake this season, despite their recent loss against Melbourne City, who seemed to uh, be on a resurgence run after uh, dropping a few games recently with uh, Patrick Isnorbo still at the helm there? Yeah, well, Melbourne City versus Sydney FC over the last few years has usually been first versus second or second v third. This time it was second v sixth. And City like Adelaide, sorry, Sydney like Adelaide have played equal most games in the league. So there's teams really breathing down their necks with two or three games in hand. So 
they're under a lot of pressure. They've got the Asian Champions League qualifier coming up as well against uh, Filipino's side. If they win that, they're straight through to the group stage um, due to the fact uh, Changchun Yatai in China have pulled out of the competition. So their schedule could get a lot heavier if they're set to travel away um, for two or three weeks and play the Champions League in a hub scenario. So you would think their league form would probably suffer a little bit um, due to that. They're just not scoring enough goals. LaFondra's only got two in 10. Bobo's got a cup win recent weeks, but all off the bench. Ninkovic is not getting any younger, and they're conceding goals. So I don't want to write them off because uh, we know what a champion team they are, but I do think it's very, very difficult for them this season. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're one of the teams that even misses out on the finals. Yeah, it's quite riveting stuff, Robbie. And uh, another topic that I find quite interesting indeed is that of Western United. Now, they've been much maligned by many fan bases across the A-League. Obviously, a lot of it to do with all their off-field troubles, of which there are a few. But uh, they can't be doing anything wrong this season under John Aloisi, uh, putting everything behind a a manager that has a lot to prove, obviously. And he's certainly uh, proving some of his doubters wrong at the moment. John Aloisi, the South Australian-born Socceroos legend. But... uh, when do you think people are going to start taking notice of Western United this season, Robbie? Because they're, they're outright first, and they have been for the majority of the season. So it feels like those past sentiments that fans carry seem to uh, continue to blind them, really, when it comes to, uh, I guess, giving Western United the credit they deserve. Yeah, you, you're correct. I think um, I think Johnny Aloisi's done a, a, an amazing job, along with his assistant, Hayden Fox, who's worked under Tony Popovich for a long time and is renowned for you know defensive structure and attention to detail. So I think um, Foxy's obviously played a massive part in their defensive record because they've conceded very, very few goals. They've already set the record for the most 1-0 wins in a season and they've only played 14 games, still 12 games to go. Johnny had to wait a long time for another opportunity after he left Brisbane. I think three and a half years he was out of the coaching caper. But in that time, behind, um, you know, people in the game, in the know, always sort of said quietly, you know what, he, he can actually coach. He just needs an offer another opportunity and I think maybe that public perception of him um, may have cost him a few jobs because you can see now at the moment he's um, he's really um, proving what he's um, capable of and after the game they're one of their players of the game on the weekend Dylan Parias he came out and said well we're the team to beat now we're sitting top of the table game in hand on Melbourne City we're the team to beat it's a big call um, considering City's breathing down their necks but It just shows the confidence in the camp. And as you say, people are going to have to start taking notice because they continue to do the job. Speaking to former A-League star and former Socceroos player, Robbie Cornthwaite. Now, Robbie, uh, one of the features in our round ball chats on the Sports Fix is the Ange Watch, which uh, we've been really excited about for the majority of the season. But unfortunately, Ange Postacoglu Celtic drawing a blank overnight against Hibs. Very fortunately, though, for them, uh, Motherwell doing them a massive favour against Rangers away from home, coming back from two goals down to ensure that Celtic keeping that three-point buffer at the top of the table. Effectively, it's four points with a goal difference. Um, so, Andrew, getting away with one here, Robbie. Yeah, it's not often that um, you can drop points in, in that league as Celtic or Rangers and, and get away with it. Rangers will be kicking themselves because Celtic obviously played first. They would have seen that result and known had they picked up all three points, they would have closed the gap to a point, I think. Um, so the fact that they were 2-0 up at home and they threw that away is, is um, hugely disappointing for them. Both teams obviously played in Europe uh, during the week. Celtic knocked out. And, the, and Rangers having a, an amazing win against, uh, against Dortmund sorry, um, over the two legs. So both sides may be a little bit wary. But yeah, as you say, Angers probably and Celtic have dodged a little bit of a bullet there. They still hold that buffer um, with plenty of games to come in the season. 
Now, uh, as a former Roo, it'd be remiss of me not to ask you about the current state of the Socceroos under Graham Arnold as we edge closer to the crucial end point in the third phase of World Cup qualifying. Robbie, you've uh, played for the national team. Obviously, uh, there's been a lot made of uh, the current situation. Graham Arnold, we've seen Robbie Slater and uh, Mark Bosnich almost having it out on your uh, with your former employer, Fox Sports, recently too. So there's so much going on here. So I've got to ask you, I guess, you know, in a, in a general sense, where do you sit on what's happening with the Socceroos at the moment? Yeah, I mean, off the back of that world record winning run, consecutive wins, I think it was 12, they've now one win in five or, or something along those lines and really relinquished the stranglehold they had on the group because they looked pretty good for automatic qualification, but draw at home against Saudi Arabia, loss against Japan, another draw away from home against China. They've made things really, really difficult for them. Um, and to be honest, I think even if they win their two games against Japan at home and Saudi Arabia away, I don't think they'll go through in an automatic place. I think um, the other teams will be have too, too good a goal difference um, with Japan to play Vietnam. So it looks as though it will come down to the one-off qualifier um, against the, the third-place finisher in the other group. That'll be played on neutral territory in Qatar. And then you're up against a, Saudi, um, sorry, a South American qualifier, which this time around is a one-off game in Qatar as well. It's not the usual two-legged home-and-away fixture like we um, are accustomed to um, when Johnny Aloisi scored that famous penalty against Uruguay in the second leg. So it's a bit of a toss of a coin, and the way we're playing at the moment, it's going to be extremely difficult. I think we are in a precarious position. Um, if we do go through to the qualifiers, then there's, there are some calls out there that may be a change of manager. Um, Bielsa's name's even been mentioned now that he's been relinquished at, uh, of his role at, at Leeds United. But, yeah, it's going to be really, really tough, and... Um, People have become accustomed to qualifying for the World Cup, but it's no uh, guarantee. And it looks as though we're going to have to go through the playoffs. So it's uh, dicey business at the moment. And just staying on the international front as we look to uh, be on the home stretch here, Robbie, um, sanctions left, right and centre against Russia at the moment in all sports, really. But um, at international level with FIFA in particular, with Czech Republic and Poland, both threatening to boycott uh, against playing Russia. So, I mean, you've played all around the world, so this is a very complex issue. What's your take on how FIFA should move forward with this, given the, uh, the escalating geopolitical situation in Eastern Europe? Well, I think it's important. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to be across all the sanctions um, that have been implemented. I know they're no longer able to play international games under the Russian name. Um, they're not allowed to have the flag or the national anthem. Um, I, I don't think that's strong enough. I think they should be banned from all competitions. I think they should be kicked out of the World Cup qualifying. I think the, the strongest message we can send as a football um, community is that they're not welcome to play. And, and while they're going against international law. They're not part of the global community, so they're unable to participate in, in these events. I think Sweden, who are playing a qualifier against them, have said, we refuse to play against them. And if we are forced to play against them, we'll forfeit and we won't go, we'll relinquish our opportunity to go to the World Cup. So that's some of the extremes that some of the individual FAs are taking, and you just want FIFA to be able to take that responsibility out of their hands and, and to make the call on their behalf um, because at the moment, obviously what's going on at the moment in the world um, is, is not acceptable. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think many people agree with you, Robbie. And just moving off the pitch very, very quickly, um, on a personal note, in uh, 2016, you were touched by a certain event. Um, it's it's the topic of, of uh, the trauma that comes with stillborns uh, being, uh, you know, the very, very sad event that can happen within families. And I know it's touched my family before, and it certainly touched yours back in 2016. Uh, this is an issue, I believe, in the media that's uh, often not really touched on very often. And uh, I guess... I guess I want to harp back to, you know, times where you really tried to, to go out there and, and get the message out there about, you know, how traumatic and, and difficult it can be to endure this kind of event. So uh, I guess just take us back a little bit and, and talk to us about, um, you know, the very raw and, and human side of uh, that kind of tragedy occurring. Yeah, obviously very difficult and, um, and very common. Um, I suppose that was the one thing that I really learned when, you know, I, we had a, a baby prematurely in Malaysia and at 23 weeks and, and she passed away and you know when you start talking originally I, I didn't talk about it a lot but since um over the last couple of years I've, I've shared my story on a few different platforms and and you just start to realize how common these events are and obviously like anything um that people are plagued by or troubled by or have some difficulty with the more you talk about it the, the better and i think originally i didn't want to talk to people because i didn't think they'd have the right answer but um ultimately they don't need to give you an answer it's just about getting it off your chest and letting people know how you feel and and once you do start doing that a lot more people um do open up and, and share their experiences and as i said yeah it's an extremely common occurrence miscarriage and, and infant death um and yeah the more light that gets shed on that the better i think what the women obviously have to go through is extremely um, traumatic and um, I would never pretend to imagine what it, they feel like, but obviously the husbands and the partners, they, they suffer as well and, and sometimes they can be left uh, not uh, forgotten, but obviously a lot of the focus is usually on the mum um, and I think the more that guys can share how they're feeling, um, the, the better it's going to be. Well, thanks so much for sharing that with our listeners, Robbie. And just as we finish, uh, we spoke off the top about the A-Leagues podcast with Daniel Garb and Amy Chapman. Very wide-ranging podcast that is released weekly. You can get it from wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to us about uh, what's on the agenda for this week, Robbie. Yeah, well, obviously, as we've touched on, Western United is a big one. I should say Adelaide United's women's team's qualified for the a uh, the W. Well, it's not the W League anymore. The Liberty League finals for the very first time in the club's history they've done. Amazing work giving uh, South Australian players an opportunity to grow over the last three or four years, and that's paying dividends now, sitting second on the ladder and guaranteed a top three finish. So that's wonderful for them. Um, and uh, the big news about John Tatsimus resigning as the CEO of Western Sydney Wanderers, we interview him, um, ask him all the hard-hitting questions, and um, as always, he doesn't shirk his responsibility, so that's well worth a listen as well. Make sure you get subscribing, folks. Robbie Cornthwaite, the former A-League player and Socceroos representative too, now working in the media, in the football media in Australia. It's been great having you on the Sports Fix on Flow FM. You take care of yourself. Thank you very much. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 